0: Masters, play here. I will content your pains. Something that's brief and bids good morrow,
1: General.
2: Why, Masters, have your instruments been in Naples? That they speak in the nose thus. <laughs> how, sir, how? Are these, I pray you, wind instruments? Ay, merry are they, sir. Oh, whereby hangs a tale. Whereby hangs a tale, sir? Oh, Marry, sir, by many a wind instrument that I know. But, masters, he has money for you, and the general so likes your music that he desires you for love's sake to make no more noise with it. Well, sir, we will not. Uh, if you have any music that may not be heard, to it again, but as they say, to hear music the general does not greatly care. We have none such, sir. Then put up your pipes in your bag, for I'll away go vanish into hell. Oh, well.
0: Dost thou hear,
2: my honest friend? No, I hear not your honest friend. I hear you.
0: Prithee, keep thy quillets. There's a poor piece of gold for thee. If the gentlewoman that attends the general's wife be stirring, tell her there's one Cassio and treats her a little favor of speech. Will thou do this? She is stirring, sir. If
2: she will stir hither, I shall seem to notify unto her.
0: Do good, my friend. In happy time, Iago. You have not been abed, then. Why, no. The day had broke before we parted. I have made bold, Iago, to send him to your wife. My suit to her is that she will to Virtuous Desdemona procure me some access.
3: I'll send them to you presently. And I'll devise a mean to draw the moor out of the way, that your converse and business may be more free.
0: I humbly thank you for it. (laughs) I never knew a Florentine more kind and honest.
1: Good morrow, good lieutenant. I am sorry for your displeasure, but all will sure be well. The general and his wife were talking of it, and she speaks of you stoutly. The more replies that he you hurt is of great fame in Cyprus and great affinity, and that in wholesome wisdom he might not but refuse you... But he protests he loves you and needs no other suitor but his likings to take the safest occasion by the front to bring you in again.
0: Yet I beseech you, if you think fit, or that it may be done, give me advantage of some brief discourse with Desdemona alone.
1: (sighs) pray you come in. I will bestow you where you shall have time to speak your bosom freely.
0: I am much bound.
4: These letters give Iago to the pilot, and by him do my duties to the Senate. That done, I will be walking on the works. Repair there to me. Well, my good lord, I'll do it. This fortification, gentlemen. Shall we see it?
2: We'll wait upon your
4: lordship.
5: Be thou
1: assured, good Cassio, I will do
5: all my abilities in thy behalf.
1: Good Madam do. I warrant it grieves my husband as if the case were his. Oh, that's an honest fellow. Do not doubt, Cassio, but I will
5: have my lord and you again as friendly as you were.
0: Bounteous Madam, whatever shall become of Michael Cassio, he's never anything but your true servant.
5: I know it. I thank you. You do love my lord, you have known him long, and be you well assured he shall in strangeness stand no further off than in a polite distance.
0: Ay, but lady, that policy may either last so long, or beat upon such nice and waterish diet, or breed itself so out of circumstance that I, being absent and my place supplied, my general will forget my love and service.
5: Do not doubt that. Before Amelia here, I give thee warrant of thy place. Assure thee, if I do vow a friendship, I'll perform it to the last article. My lord shall never rest. I'll watch him tame and talk him out of patience. His bed shall seem a school, his board a shrift. I'll intermingle everything he does with Cassio's suit. Therefore be merry, Cassio, for thy solicitor shall rather die than give thy cause away.
1: Madam, here comes my lord.
0: Uh, madam, I'll take my leave.
5: Why stay and hear me speak?
0: Madam, not now. I am very ill at ease, unfit for my own purposes.
5: Well, do your discretion. <laughs> I like not that.
4: What dost thou say? Oh,
3: nothing, my lord. Or if I know not what.
4: Was not that Cassio parted from my wife?
3: Cassio, my lord? No... Sure, I cannot think it that he would steal away so
4: guilty-like seeing you coming. Mm, I do believe twas he.
5: How now, my lord? I have been talking with a suitor here, a man that languishes in your displeasure.
4: Who is you mean?
5: Why, your lieutenant Cassio. Oh, good my lord, if I have any grace or power to move you, his present reconciliation take... For if he be not one that truly loves you, that errs in ignorance and not in cunning, I have no judgment in an honest face, I prithee, call him back.
4: Went he hence now?
5: I sooth, so humbled that he hath left part of his grief with me to suffer with him. Good love, call him back.
4: Not now, sweet Desdemona. Some other time.
5: But shall it be shortly?
4: The sooner, sweet, for you...
5: Shall be tonight at supper?
4: No, not tonight.
5: Tomorrow dinner, then?
4: I shall not dine at home. I meet the captains at the citadel.
5: Why, then, tomorrow night? Or Tuesday morn? On Tuesday noon or night? On Wednesday morn? I prithee name the time, but let it not exceed three days. In faith he is penitent, and yet is trespass in our common reason. Save that, they say, the wars must make examples out of their best... It is not almost a fault to incur a private check. When shall he come? Tell me, Othello, I wonder in my soul what you would ask me that I should deny, or stand so murmuring on, what, <laughs> Michael Cassio, there came a-wooing with you, and so many a time, when I have spoke of you dispraisingly, hath taken your part, to have so much to do to bring him in. Trust me, I could do so much.
4: Oh, prithee, no more! Let him come when he will. I will deny you nothing.
5: Why, this is not a boon. Tis as I should entreat you, wear your gloves, or feed on nourishing dishes, or keep you warm, or suit to you to do a peculiar profit to your own person. Nay, when I have a suit wherein I mean to touch your love indeed, it shall be full of poise and difficult weight and fearful to be granted.
4: I will deny thee nothing. Whereon I do beseech thee, grant me this, to leave me but a little to myself.
5: Shall I deny you? No. Farewell, my lord.
4: Farewell, my Desdemona. I'll come to thee straight.
5: Amelia, come. Be as your fancies teach you. Whate'er you be, I am obedient.
4: Excellent wretch! Perdition catch my soul, but I do love thee. And when I love thee not, chaos is come again. My noble lord... What dost thou say, Iago? Did Michael Cassio,
3: when you wooed my lady, know of your love? He did, from first to last. Why dost thou ask? But for a satisfaction of my thought. No further harm.
4: Why of thy thought, Iago?
3: I did not think he had been acquainted with her.
4: Oh, yes, and went between us very oft. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Aye, indeed. Dissernest thou aught in that? Is he not honest? Honest, my lord. Honest.
3: Mm,
4: aye, honest. My lord, for, for aught I know. What dost thou think? Think, my lord? Think, my lord! By heaven, he echoes me as if there were some monster in his thought, too hideous to be shown. Thou dost mean something. I heard thee say even now, thou likest not that, when Cassio left my wife. What didst not like? And when I told thee he was of my counsel in my whole course of wooing, thou criedst indeed! And didst contract and purse thy brow together, as if then had shut up in thy brain some horrible conceit, if thou dost love me, show me thy thought. My lord, you know I love you. I think thou dost. And for I know thou'rt full of love and honesty, and waste thy words before thou givest them breath. Therefore these stops of thine frighten me the more. For such things in a false disloyal knave are tricks of custom. But in a man that's just, they are close dilations. Working from the heart that passion cannot rule.
3: For Michael Cassio, I dare be sworn I think that he is honest. I think so too. Men should be what they seem, or those that be not, would they might seem none. Certain, men should be what they seem. Why then, I think Cassio's an honest man.
4: Nay, yet there's more in this. I prithee, speak to me as to thy thinkings, as thou dost ruminate, and give thy worst of thoughts the worst of words.
3: Good my lord, pardon me. Though I am bound to every act of duty, I am not bound to that all slaves are free to. Utter my thoughts. Why, say they are vile and false. As words that palace were unto foul things sometimes intrude not. Eh? Who has a breast so pure? but some cleanly apprehensions keep leets and lawdays, and in
4: session sit with meditations lawful. Thou dost conspire against thy friend, Iago, if thou but thinkest him wronged, and makest his ear stranger to thy thoughts. I do beseech you,
3: though I perchance am vicious in my guess, as I confess it is my nature's plague to spy into abuses, and oft my jealousy shapes faults that are not. that your wisdom yet from one that so imperfectly conceits would take no notice, nor build yourself a trouble out of his scattering and unsure observance. It were not for your quiet, nor your good, nor for my manhood, honesty or wisdom to let you know my thoughts. What dost thou mean? Good name in man and woman, dear my lord, is the immediate jewel of their souls, Who steals my purse steals trash? Tis something, nothing, t'was mine, tis his, and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name, robs me of that which not enriches him, and makes me poor indeed.
4: By heaven, I'll know thy thoughts.
3: You cannot, if my heart were in your hand, nor shall not whilst tis in my custody. Ha! Beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. That cuckold lives in bliss, who, certain of his fate, loves not his wronger. But oh, what damned minutes tells he or who dotes, yet doubts, suspects, yet strongly loves?
4: Oh, misery!
3: Poor and content is rich, and rich enough. But riches fineless is as poor as winter to him that ever fears he shall be poor. Good heaven, the
4: souls of all my tribe defend from jealousy. Why? Why is this? Thinkest thou I'll make a lie of jealousy? To follow still the changes of the moon with fresh suspicions? No, to be once in doubt is once to be resolved. Exchange me for a goat when I shall turn the business of my soul to such exuffricate and blown surmises, matching thy inference. "'Tis not to make me jealous, to say my wife is fair, "'feeds well, loves company, is free of speech, "'sings, plays, and dances well. "'Where virtue is, these are more virtuous. "'Nor from mine own weak merits "'will I draw the smallest fear or doubt of her revolt. "'For she had eyes, and chose me. "'No, Iago, I'll see before I doubt.' When I doubt, prove. And on the proof, there is no more but this. Away at once with love or jealousy. I am glad of it. For
3: now, I shall have reason to show the love and duty that I bear you with franker spirit. Therefore, as I am bound, receive it from me. I speak not yet of proof. Look to your wife. Observe her well with Cassio, eh? Where your eye thus, not jealous nor secure. I would not have your free and noble nature out of self-bounty be abused. Look to it. I know our country disposition well. In Venice, they do let heaven see the pranks they dare not show their husbands. Their best conscience is not to lift undone, but keep unknown. Dost thou say so? She did deceive her father marrying you. And when she seemed to shake and fear your looks, she loved them most. And so she did. Why go to, then? She that so young could give out such a seeming to seal her father's eyes up close as oak, he thought was witchcraft. But I, I am much to blame. I humbly do
4: beseech you of your pardon for too much loving you. I am bound to thee forever.
3: I see this hath a little your spirits.
4: Not a jot, not a
3: jot. If fate I fear it has, I hope you will consider what he spoke comes from my love. But I do see you're moved. I am to pray you not to strain my speech to grosser issues, nor to larger reach than to suspicion. I will not. Should you do so, my lord, my speech should fall into such vile success as my thoughts aim not at. Cassius, my worthy
4: friend. My lord, I see you're moved. No. Not much moved. I do not think, but does the moaners honest. Long live she so, and long live you to think so. And yet, how
3: nature erring from itself. Aye, there's the point. As, to be bold with you, not to affect many proposed matches of our own clime, complexion, and degree. Where to we see in all things, nature tends... <laughs> One may smell in such a will most rank, foul disproportion, thoughts unnatural... But pardon me, I I did not in, in position distinctly speak of her. Though I may fear her will, recoiling to her better judgment, may fall to match you with her country forms and
4: happily repent. Farewell, farewell. If more thou dost perceive... Let me know more. Set on thy wife to observe. Leave me, Iago. My lord, I take my leave. Why did I marry? This honest creature doubtless sees and knows more, much more than he unfolds. My lord, I would I might entreat your honor to scan this thing no further.
3: Leave it to time. Though it befit that Kessio have his place, for sure he fills it up with great ability. Yet, if you please to hold him off a while, you shall by that perceive him and his means. Note, if your lady strain his entertainment with any strong or vehement importunity, much will be seen in that. In the meantime, let me be thought too busy in my fears. As... Worthy cause, I have to fear, I am. And hold her free. I do beseech, Your Honor.
4: Fear not my government.
3: I once more take my leave.
4: This fellow's of exceeding honesty, and knows all qualities with a learned spirit of human dealings. If I do prove her haggard, though that her jesses were my dear heartstrings, whistle her off and let her down the wind to pray at fortune. Happily, for I am black and have not those soft parts of conversation that chamberers have, or for I am declined into the veil of years, yet that's not much. She's gone. I am abused, and my relief must be to loathe her. Oh, curse of marriage, that we can call these delicate creatures ours and not their appetites i had rather be a toad, and live upon the vapor of a dungeon, than keep a corner in the thing I love for others' uses. Yet tis the plague of great ones, prerogatives are they less than the base. Tis destiny unshunnable, like death. Even then this false plague is fated to us when we do quicken. If she be false, oh then heaven mocks itself. I'll not believe it. There's the Comes.
5: How now, my dear Othello? Your dinner, and the generous islanders by you invited, do attend your presence.
4: I am to blame.
5: Oh, why do you speak so faintly? Are you not well?
4: I have a pain upon my forehead here.
5: Faith fits with watching. Twill away again. Let me but bind it hard. Within this hour it will be well.
4: Your napkin is too little. Let it all alone. Come. I'll go in with you.
5: I'm very sorry that you are not well.
1: Oh. <laughs> I am glad I have found this napkin. This was her first remembrance from the Moor. My wayward husband hath a hundred times would me to steal it, but she so loves the token, for he conjured her she should ever keep it, that she reserves it evermore about her to kiss and talk to. <laughs> I'll have the work ta'en out and give it to Iago, but he will do with it, that heaven knows, not I. I'm nothing but to please his
3: fancy. How now? What do you hear alone?
1: Do not you chide? I have a thing for you.
3: Oh, a thing for me? It is a common thing.
1: Ha! To have
3: a foolish wife.
1: Oh, is that all? What will you give me now for the same handkerchief?
3: What handkerchief?
1: (laughs) What handkerchief? Why, that the Moor first gave to Desdemona, that which so often you did bid me steal.
3: Stolen it from her?
1: No, Faith. She let it drop by negligence, and to the advantage I, being here, took it up. Look, here it is. A good witch. Give it me. What will you do with that you have been so earnest to have me filch it? Why?
3: What's that to you?
1: If it not be for some purpose of import, give it me again. Poor lady, she'll run mad when she shall lack it.
3: Be not ignorant. I have use for it. Go, leave me. I will, in Cassio's lodging, loose this napkin and let him find it. Rifles light as air are to the jealous, confirmation strong as proofs of holy writ. This may do something. The more already changes with my poison... Dangerous conceits are in their natures poisons, which at the first are scarce found to distaste, but with a little act upon the blood, burn like the mines of sulphur. I did say so. <laughs> Not poppy, nor mandragora, nor all the drowsy syrups of the world, shall ever medicine thee to that sweet sleep which thou owedst yesterday. Look where he
4: comes. Ha! False to me. Why, how now, General? Uh, No more of that. Avant, be gone. Thou hast set me on the rack. I swear it is better to be much abused than but to note a little. How now,
3: my lord?
4: What sense had I of her stolen hours of lust? I sought not, thought it not. It harmed not me. I slept the next night well, was free and merry... I found not Cassio's kisses on her lips. He that is robbed, not wanting what is stolen, let him not know it, and he's not robbed at all.
3: I am sorry to hear this.
4: I had been happy. If the general camp, pioneers and all, had tasted her sweet body, so I had nothing known. Oh, now forever farewell the tranquil mind. Farewell, content. Farewell, the plumed troop and the big walls that make ambition virtue. Oh, farewell. Farewell the neighing steed and the shrill trump, the spirit-stirring drum, the ear-piercing fife, the royal banner, and all quality, pride, pomp, and circumstance of glorious war. And oh, you mortal engines, whose rude throats the immortal Jove's dead clamors counterfeit, farewell, Othello's occupation's gone.
3: Is't possible, my lord?
4: Villain, be sure thou prove my love a whore. Be sure of it. Give me the ocular proof. Or by the worth of man's eternal soul, thou hadst been better have been born a dog than answer my wakened wrath. Uh, Is come to this. Make me see it. Or at least so prove it that the probation bear no hinge nor loop to hang a doubt on. Or woe upon thy life! Uh,
3: my noble lord! Uh.
4: If thou dost slander her and torture me, never pray more. Abandon all remorse. On horror's head, horrors accumulate. Do deeds to make heaven weep, all earth amazed. For nothing canst thou to damnation, and greater than that. Oh Grace, oh heaven forgive me! Are you a man?
3: Have you a soul or sense? God be with you, take mine office. You wretched fool that livest to make thine honesty a vice. Oh, monstrous world, take note. Take note, a world to be direct and honest is not safe. I thank you for this profit, and from hence I'll love no friend, sith love breeds such
4: offense. Nay, stay. Thou shouldst be honest. I should be wise, for honest is a fool and loses that it works for. By the world, I think my wife be honest, and think she is not. I think that thou art just, and think thou art not. I'll have some proof. Her name, that was as fresh as Dean's visage, is now begrimed and black as mine own face. If there be cords, or knives, poison, or fire, or suffocating streams, I'll not endure it. Would I was satisfied? I see, sir, you are eaten up with
3: passion. I do repent me that I put it to you. You would be satisfied? Would?
4: Nay, I will.
3: And may, but how? How satisfied, my lord? Would you, the supervisor, grossly gape on... Behold or topped? Death
4: and damnation! Oh!
3: It were a tedious difficulty, I think, to bring them to that prospect. Damn them, then, if if ever mortal eyes do see them bolster more than their own. What, then? How, then? What shall I say? Where's satisfaction? It is impossible you should see this, were they as prime as goats, as hot as monkeys, as salt as wolves in pride, and fools as gross as ignorance made drunk. But yet, I say, if imputation and strong circumstances, which lead directly to the door of truth, will give you satisfaction, you may have it. Give me a living reason she's disloyal. I do not like the office, but since I am entered in this cause so far, pricked to it by foolish honesty and love, I will go on. I lay with Cassio lately, and being troubled with a raging tooth, I could not sleep. There are a kind of men, so loose of soul, that in their sleeps will mutter their affairs. One of this kind is Cassio. In sleep, I heard him say, Sweet Desdemona, let us be wary. Let us hide our loves. And then, sir, would he grip and wring my hand, cry, O sweet creature! And then kissed me hard, as if he plucked up kisses by the roots that grew upon my lips. Then laid his leg over my thigh, and sighed, and and kissed, and then cried, The cursed fate that gave thee to the more Oh, monstrous!
4: Monstrous! Nay, this was but his dream. But this denoted a foregone conclusion. Tis a shrewd doubt, though it be but a dream.
3: And this may help to thicken other proofs that do demonstrate thinly.
4: I'll tear her all to pieces. Nay, hey, but be wise.
3: Yet we see nothing done, she may be honest yet. Tell me about this. Have you not sometimes seen a handkerchief uh, spotted with strawberries in your wife's hand?
4: I gave her such a one. Twas my first gift.
3: I know not that. But such a handkerchief, I am sure it was your wife's.
4: Did I today see Cassio
3: wipe his beard with? Oh, if it be that. If it be that, or any that was hers. It speaks against her with the other proofs.
4: Oh, that the slave had 40,000 lives! One is too poor, too weak for my revenge! Now do I see it is true. Look here, Iago. All my fond love, thus do I blow to heaven. Tis gone. Arise, black vengeance, from thy hollow cell. Yield up, O love, thy crown and hearted throne to tyrannous hate. Swell, bosom with thy fraught, for tis of aspect's tongues. Yet be content. Blood, blood, blood!
3: Patience, I say. Your mind perhaps may change.
4: Never, Iago. Like to the Pontic Sea whose icy current and compulsive course ne'er feels retiring ebb but keeps due on to the propontic and the Hellespont. Even so, my bloody thoughts, with violent pace, shall ne'er look back, ne'er ebb to humble love, till that a capable and wide revenge swallow them up. Now, by yond marble heaven, In the due reverence of a sacred vow, I here engage my words.
3: Do not rise yet. Witness, you ever-burning lights above, you elements that clip us round about. Witness that here Iago doth give up the execution of his wit, hands, heart, to wronged Othello's service. Let him command. And to obey shall be any remorse, what bloody business ever.
4: I greet oh. thy love, not with vain thanks, but with acceptance bounteous. And will upon the instant put thee to it. Within these three days, let me hear thee say that Cassio's not alive.
3: My friend is dead, tis stand at your request.
4: But let her live. Damn her, lewd minx. Oh, damn her. Come, go with me apart. I will withdraw to furnish me with some swift means of death for the fair devil. Now art thou my lieutenant.
3: I am your own forever.
5: Do you know, sirrah, where Lieutenant Cassio lies?
2: Uh, oh, I dare not say he lies anywhere.
5: Why, man? He's a soldier,
2: and for one to say a soldier lies is stabbing.
5: Go to where lodges he. To tell
2: you where he lodges is to tell you where I
5: lie. Can anything be made of this?
2: I know not where he lodges, and for me to devise a lodging and say he lies here or he lies there were to lie in mine own
5: throat. Can you inquire him out and be edified by report?
2: I will catechise the world for him. Uh, that is, make questions and by them answer.
5: Seek him, bid him come hither. Tell him I have moved my lord on his behalf, and hope all will be well.
2: To do this is within the compass of man's wit, and therefore I will attempt the doing it.
5: Where should I lose that handkerchief, Amelia? I know not, madam. Believe me, I had rather lost my purse full of and But my noble moor is true of mind, and made of no such baseness as jealous creatures are. It were enough to put him to ill thinking. Is he
1: not jealous?
5: Who he... I think the sun where he was born drew all such humors from him. what where he comes! I will not leave him now till Cassio be called to him. How is't with you, my lord?
4: Well, my good lady. Oh, hardness to dissemble. How do you, Desdemona?
5: Well, my good
4: lord. Give me your hand. This hand is moist, my lady.
5: It yet hath felt no age, nor known no sorrow.
4: The Zayu's fruitfulness and liberal heart... Hot, hot, and moist, this hand of yours requires a sequester from liberty. Fasting and prayer, much castigation, exercise, devout. For here's a young and sweating devil here that commonly rebels. Tis a good hand, a frank one.
5: You may indeed say so, for t'was that hand that gave away my heart.
4: A liberal hand. The hearts of old gave hands, but our new heraldry is hand. Not hearts.
5: I cannot speak of this. Come now, your promise.
4: What promise, Chuck?
5: I have sent to bid Cassio come speak with you.
4: I have a salt, and sorry room offends me. Lends me thy handkerchief.
5: Here, my lord.
4: That which I gave you.
5: I have it not about me. Not? No, indeed, my lord.
4: That is a fault. That handkerchief did an Egyptian to my mother give. She was a charmer and could almost read the thoughts of people. She told her, while she kept it, to make her amiable and subdue my father entirely to her love. But if she lost it, or made gift of it, my father's eye should hold her loathed, and his spirits should hunt after new fancies. She, dying, gave it to me, and bid me, when my fate would have me wife, to give it to her. I did so. And take heed on Make it a darling like your precious eye. To lose or give it away with such perdition as nothing else could match.
5: Is possible?
4: It is true. There's magic in the web of it. A sibyl that had numbered in the world the sun to course two hundred compasses. In her prophetic fury sowed the work. The worms were hollowed that did breathe the silk. And it was dyed in mummy, which the skilful conserved of maidens' hearts.:
5: Indeed, is true.
4: Most veritable. Therefore, look to it well.
5: Then would to God that I had never seen
4: it. Ha Wherefore?
5: Why do you speak so startlingly and rash?
4: Is lost? Is it gone? Speak, Is it out of the way?
5: Heaven bless us. Say you? It is not lost. But what and if it were? How? I say, it is not lost.
4: Fetched. Let me see it.
5: Why, so I can, sir. But I will not now. This is a trick to put me from my suit. Pray you, let Cassio be received again.
4: Fetch me the handkerchief. My mind misgives.
5: Come, come. You'll never meet a more sufficient man. A
4: handkerchief.
5: I pray, talk me of Cassio. A
4: handkerchief. The
5: man that all his time hath founded his good fortunes on your love, shared dangers with you. A
4: handkerchief.
5: In sooth you are to blame. Uh, away! Is not this man jealous? I never saw this before. Sure there's some wonder in this handkerchief. I am most unhappy in the loss of it.
1: Tis not a year or two shows us a man. They are all but stomachs, and we all but food. To eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. <laughs> Thank you, Cassio and my husband.
3: There is no other way. It is she must do it. And lo, the happiness.
0: Go, an importuna.
5: How now, good Cassio? What's the news with you?
0: Madam, my former suit... I do beseech you that by your virtuous means I may again exist, and be a member of his love, whom I with all the office of my heart entirely honour. I would not be delayed, if my offence be of such mortal kind that nor my service past, nor present sorrows, nor purposed merit in futurity can ransom me into his love again, but to know so must be my benefit. So shall I clothe me in a forced content, and shut myself up in some other course to fortune's alms.
5: Alas, thrice gentle Cassio, My advocation is not now in tune. My Lord is not my Lord, nor should I know him. Were he in favor as in humor altered? So help me, every spirit sanctified, as I have spoken for you all my best and stood within the blank of his displeasure for my free speech. You must a while be patient. What I can do, I will. And more I will than for myself I dare. Let that suffice you.
1: Is my lord angry? You he went hence but now, and certainly in strange unquietness.
3: Can he be angry? I've seen the cannon when it had blown his ranks into the air, and like the devil from his very arm puffed his own brother. And can he be angry? Something of moment, then. I will go meet him. There's matter in indeed if he be angry.
5: I prithee do so. sure of state, either from fairness or some unhatched practice made demonstrable here in Cyprus to him, hath puddled his clear spirit. And in such cases, men's natures wrangle with inferior things, though great things are their object. Tis even so, for let our finger ache, and it induce our other healthful members even to that sense of pain, nay, we must think men are not God's nor of them look for such observances as fit the bridal. Beshrew me much, Amelia. I was, unhandsome warrior as I am, arraigning his unkindness with my soul. But now I find I had suborned the witness, and he's indicted falsely.
1: Pray heaven it be state matters as you think, and no conception nor no jealous toy concerning you.
5: Alas the day... I never gave him cause.
1: (laughs) But jealous souls will not be answered so. They are not ever jealous for the cause, but jealous for they are jealous. Tis a monster begot upon itself, born on itself. Heaven keep that monster from Othello's mind. Lady, amen.
5: I will go seek him. Cassio, walk hereabout. If I do find him fit, I'll move your suit and seek to effect it to my uttermost.
0: I humbly thank your ladyship.
5: Save you, friend Cassio.
0: What make you from home? How is it with you, my most fair Bianca? If a sweet love, I was coming to your house.
5: And I was going to your lodging, Cassio. What? Keep a week away? Seven days and nights? Eight score, eight hours... And lovers absent hours, more tedious than the dial eight score times.
1: Oh, weary reckoning.
0: Pardon me, Bianca. I have this while with leaden thoughts impressed, But I shall, in a more continuate time, strike off this score of absence, sweet Bianca. Take me this workout.
5: Oh, I'll see y'all. Whence came this? This is some token from a newer friend. To the felt absence now I feel a cause is come to this.
6: Well,
0: well! Go to, woman. Throw your vile guesses in the devil's teeth from whence you have them. You are jealous now that this is from some mistress, some remembrance. No, in good troth, Bianca.
6: Why?
5: Whose is it?
0: I I know not, sweet. I found it in my chamber. I like the work well, ere it be demanded. As like enough it will, I'll have it copied. Take it and do it and leave me for this time. Leave you? Wherefore? I do attend here on the general, and I think it no addition, nor my wish, to have him see me woman.
1: Why? I pray you.
0: Not that I love you not.
5: But that you do not love me. I pray you, bring me on the way a little, and say if I shall see you soon at night.
0: Tis but a little way that I can bring you, for I attend here. But I'll see you soon.
1: Tis very good. I must be circumstanced.
6: The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, Othello, Act Three, featuring the voice talents of Vincent Morrison as Othello, Jason R. Wallace as Iago, Karen Hamer as Desdemona, Dave Morgan as Cassio, Mindy Rastkinen as Emilia, Christopher Gilstrap as the Clown, Stefania Lintonbon as Bianca, and Andrew Bundy as the First Gentleman. Written by William Shakespeare Adapted for audio by Colin Kelly and Catherine Pride Script analysis and dramaturgy by Catherine Pride Directed by Colin Kelly Assistant director Landon Bell Music composed by Alan Pockins of alan.org A-Y-L-A-H-N dot org Shakespeare theme by Pavel Zuk of pavelzuk.com P-A-V-E-L-Z-U-K dot com Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2013, Pendant Productions.
2: For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
4: It is not words that shake me thus. Fish, noses, ears, and lips. Is possible? Confess, and consider.
3: Oh, devil! Work on my medicine, work. Thus credulous fools are caught. Next time, on
0: The Pendant Shakespeare. <laughs> Alas, poor Rogue. <laughs> I think of fate she loves me. How shall I murder him, Yannou?
3: Did you perceive how he laughed at his vice, Oh, Iago... And did you see the handkerchief? Was that mine? Yours, by this hand. And to see how he prizes the foolish woman, your wife. She gave it him, and he hath
4: given it his whore. I would have him nine years of killing. Fine woman. A fair woman, a sweet woman.
3: Hey, you must forget that.
4: I let her rot, and perish, and be damned tonight, for she shall not live!
3: Do it not with poison. Strangle her in her bed, even the bed she hath contaminated.
4: Good, good. The justice of it pleases. Very good.
3: And for Cassio, let me be his undertaker. You shall hear more by midnight. Excellent, good. Fire and brimstone!
5: My lord.
3: Are you wise?
5: What, is he angry?
2: Maybe the letter moved him, for as I think they do command him home, deputing Cassio and his government.
5: Trust me, I'm glad on it. Indeed. My lord.
2: The
0: drama escalates when Othello Act Four, premieres on February 12th, 2014.
5: Sing, willow. Come anon.
4: only
6: at pendantaudio.com